everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. You are now listening to Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center, a life-changing fellowship in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Join us today as she ministers the word, going fishing. You will be blessed and enlightened. Let us join in with the service already in progress. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. God is a great and awesome God. Amen. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 21. We're going to read verses 1, 2, and 3. Amen. When you find it, I want you to stand on your feet for the reading of the word. And in the book of John, chapter 21, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciple at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Verse 3 says, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. We're going to talk about going fishing. Amen. Glory has blessed Redeemer and Savior. We thank you for the word that will come forth today, that it will strengthen us from the inside to the outside. And Lord, that it will feed us spiritually so that we'll have the fullness to be able to go out on the next day. So God, do the work and be reminded of you and begin to share the gospel. We give you thanks, O oh God, and give you the praise, the glory, the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen talking today about going fishing. Amen? And uh, how many of you have had the opportunity of going out to fish? I know some of us have. Amen. You know, and I've heard that fishing is, is a relaxing adventure. Some would say, no, it's not. I was dealing with the mosquitoes and all of that. But others would say it is a time of relaxing. Whether we're sitting on the docks of the bank or sitting in your boat, uh, the time is an awesome time. And I know a lot of fathers and sons would take that time, fathers and daughters uh, would take that time of friends and just take that time to commune. And then there's a time of solace so that they can uh, enjoy the fishing. I heard about uh, people saying that it is a time where you can hear the moving of the water. You can hear the different sounds that are going there, whether it's deep sea fishing or down at the lake. This is a time of peace and excitement. I've also heard people, and I've seen it as well on TV, uh, uh, bragging on their catch. Uh, There was a commercial not too long ago about somebody catching a big fish and poof, they woke up and they was 
one of those fish tales that wasn't true. Some would say my fish was this long and this wide, and my fish was bigger, but it got away. Or the line broke, or I was struggling trying to reel it in, and what do you know? I lost my fishing pole in the water. Sometimes people will have their catch of the day mounted in the uh, almost plaque in their office or in their home and think about that or about how big this particular catch was. I remember as a young girl, and um, I would go to um, this place where my mom worked, and I would just go there, and I saw in one of the uh, officers' office, he had this blue and grayish big old fish with a little sword on the top of it, and I said, wow, is that real? I thought it was, you know, fake. You know what I'm saying? I was a little girl, and I saw it, and I remember the uh, individual talked about, was bragging about how he caught this big fish, and he had it uh, 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 mounted and everything. Now, my question was, but, you know, little kids are seen and not heard. My question was, how did you get it out of the water? and put up on a plaque. So I wasn't looking at what he had done. I was looking at, is that for real? Is it paper, plastic, you know? Is it Memorex? Okay. The thing about it is I was wondering, how did he get that like that? What happened to the inside? Did you eat it? What happened? But uh, I remember seeing that as a young girl, and then the president of the company, he was talking about how he had gone fishing on the boat, and, so forth, and they reeled it in. That was exciting to me about this. But we're going to talk about going fishing. In verse 3 of our main scripture in John 21, it says, Simon Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. And then they, the other disciples with them, they said, what? We're going to go with you. So they night entered into a ship, and they were there all night, and they caught nothing. Amen. And as I was reading about this, I thought about, you know, the disciples and being out on the boat, you know, all night, and you want to catch that. Because they had to have jobs. They had to bring in an income, you know. And this at this time, they were fishermen, and catching fish was their livelihood where they were to take it to the market. So if they had been there all night and they didn't have anything, some of them could have complained. You know, we are. We get together, a group of people, and if it don't go that way or the way we think it ought to go, we complain. And some of the things they could have said, this was just useless time. I could have been at home watching the NBA. I could have been at home watching the Thunders. I could have been watching the Lakers. You know, I was wondering why this would happen. I could have been looking or doing something else. I could have been sitting back home eating my pot of gumbo. But they didn't complain. What they did, they was out there at a certain time in order for a miracle to happen. So let's think about it for a moment. They was at the right place for the Lord to work a miracle for them and to fellowship with them. In that same book of John 21, and verses 4 through 7, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Verse 5 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net.
stand on the right side of the ship, and you shall find what? They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw in for the multitude of fish. Look at this. They've been out there all night, and they probably complain because, you know, we've been out here, we haven't caught anything. And then Jesus made a statement to them when he said uh, this. Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Find what? What you are out there looking for. You are going fishing, right? So he says, catch your net on the right side, and you shall find. My question back again is, find what? What you are looking for all night. The miracle, the blessing, the wealth, the income to take care of whatever your needs were. They cast their forth, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, talk about John, is it is the Lord. Now, when Simon people heard Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fish's coat about him, for he was naked, which means that he had all just the things needed for catching the fish, and he did cast himself into the sea. They had gone fishing. They agreed to go. How many of you believe the scripture says whatever two or three? Well, let's go back. When he said, oh, it only takes two. If any two shall touch and agree, it's going to be given. So they had the, what, the right opportunity to what? Touch and agree. They did touch and agree. They were out there. It was more than just one. They was out there. And they had agreed that they, by faith, would catch the fish. But when they had not caught the fish, guess what? Doubt crept in. But one word from God would change the situation and change the matter what has happened. One word from Jesus at the right time will deliver and set a person free. The right word was what? Do you have any meat? That was a question. They said no. Okay, then the right word was what? Put it on. Cast, lunch out, throw out with an expectation. But then on the right side, on the side where the father and the son is talking, where the son is making intercession, what? For us. Come on, on the left side are goats. They've been fishing on the wrong side. I wonder how it was sitting at the boat on one side. Did anybody ever think to try all four sides? The front, the back, and the right and the left. But everybody was had a fixation on just this one side because it worked for yesterday in 2015. But in 2016, we're going to launch out into that area that the Lord has for us. We're not going to be scared to cast. We're going to launch forth. The right word to us is move, go, keep forward, press on. That's the word that we have. So what it says, now that when they did that, that's just one word, catch, lunch, thrust, go forth, cast it out on the other side, change the way that you're going, which means change your mindset of what you've been doing. You're going fishing. That means you're looking for the nutrients, that subsidies that you need in order to take care of your needs. So you're going what? I'm going to the right place. Where everything that I need is right there. While I'm there, 
declare. I need to hear from you, God, to make sure that I'm doing this right. He says, yes, you are. Do it on this side. Isn't it amazing how sometimes we, we know it's God, but we don't want to step out in faith? I remember about reading in our book club here at Grace Worship. We have our book club. I love to read, y'all. And those that are have this hankering for reading, and we get together and we read. But one of the books we were talking about, it made a reference of an individual. You all know that he had a little uh, pet name called Sparky. How talking about the life of a person, he had the right ingredients. His parents were Christians, and they were imparting into his life what he needed. However, talking about this character, it's just said that he flunked out in school. He couldn't do anything right. He would have been like a misfit, and nobody wanted him around because they say, you, you know, there's nothing good about you. You're a failure. But the parents was telling him what? You can do it. We only need a word from the Lord that would do it. So what happened is teacher, after all the sports that he tried, and this one coach said, won't you try out for golf? And at golf, he just, just flunked out again. So what happened was this. He believed in who he was and the gift that he has. And my thing of it, what was so amazing, is just that God has given to us a gift. Your gift may not be like the next person, but it is powerful for what God has you to do. So Sparky did what? He finished school, and the next thing he did, he opened up a shot for art because the only thing that he could do was draw. He didn't try to live as a professional athlete because he didn't have those skills. He didn't try to live his life as a, a teacher because he didn't have it, but he moved in the teaching ability to do what he could do that was drawing. His life tells the example that he had, he was drawing a cartoon, so he submitted his cartoon to Walt Disney, and Walt Disney rejected it. His parents were still telling him, you can do it. You have a purpose. Stay fast in God. Amen. Don't give up hope. It goes on to say of his life that he sent his little character of his cartoon that he was good at. He sent it to a newspaper. That character was Charlie Brown. You know, Mr. Schultz. Everybody knows him for the peanuts. Come on, characters, Linus and, and all of them, Snoopy the dog. We all know him about Charlie Brown. Somebody believed him. It's like cast your net on the right side. You know, because you might think that everything is going to look good over at Walt Disney, which was, a wow, the big company, the big one. However... He sent it. There was somebody that had heard from God to say, you are going to get somebody that you're going to use. So you're going to be famous for putting them in your paper so your paper will get it. But this person will have a change in his life. Everybody remembers him for his cartoon, Charlie Brown. All I'm just saying is one word from God when you're going fishing. Oh, 
You didn't hear what I'm saying. One word from God, when you're in the midst of doing a word for God, will propel you for what God has in store for you. Now we're all familiar with the characters of Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin or uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. We all know about that. The thing about it is it's just that if two can touch and agree, God will, will bless you. Now, I'm not talking with some hanky-panky stuff. I'm talking about those things with the Bible lines up. You know, if a man don't work, don't let it be. So if you need a job, you look and, and come on, touch with another person, a believer in God, come on, that know God will work, and they will, come on, the prayers are going to be answered. Jesus said it. Are you going fishing for what you need? Are you? Take along with your faith. Believers, look at who who Peter had with him, John. He had some of the other disciples with him. They were faith characters, and when they heard the word, you didn't have any any person on that side said, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. They all cast it over on the right side. So when you're about to do something, you're going fishing for a new job and things like that, have some faith-believing people with you and get busy, and God will do it. Now listen to this. Here it is that Jesus dined with them, and afterwards he talked with Peter, right? You know, he came over, they came over to the shore, Jesus had already cooked. And the Lord has Peter say, if you love him and gave him the responsibility to feed his sheep or lamb, right? He said, Peter, if you love him, if you love me, you're going to do a work. All right, not only that, but he also told Peter how he would die doing what? The Lord's work. But Peter wasn't concerned about he was going to die. The only thing he was concerned with was that brother called John. And John always wrote in in the book, said, he who the Lord most loves. Come on. So the thing about Peter said, but what about John who was listening and following them? Jesus is taking Peter off to his side. He's talking, but John is listening. And uh, it's just not just like us. When our parents or our boss, et cetera, they are talking to us, we try to take the attention off of us and put it on somebody else. Because Jesus was asking, feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. And Peter was getting kind of like, oh, well, what about him who's following us and listening to the word that you've given me? You know, because he thinks he ought to be laying his head on your chest again. He's following around. I don't need to shadow. And Jesus makes a statement and says, what about him? And John 21, verse 22, says, Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. So Jesus makes a statement to Peter. Why are you concerned about what he's listening and what he's doing? He said, you just do what I tell you to do. In other words, just talk to the hand. All right? Come on. He said, don't worry about him. You just listen and do as you're supposed to do. That's what Jesus said. Now, if Jesus had said that to some of us, we would, what would have happened with that response from God or our boss or someone else that's an authority? We would have left what? Discouraged, embarrassed, disheartened, and gave up. Some would have gone back fishing, but this time it would have been a different water hole. You know what it is. Your profession is to fish, 
And you ticked off because you got a bad word. Somebody told you, don't worry about somebody else. You just do what I tell you to do. You would have went off, talked about him, set up an audience. Uh, let me tell you what it was. I followed him for three years. And all of a sudden, he's going to show up, me up in the front of my people and say, don't worry about what John is doing. You, just, they would've, you would've went out and told everybody, I ain't following the man no more. You would've gone fishing, but at a different water hole. Amen? If the Lord had told some of us what he told the woman in Matthew 15 and 26, they would have went fishing at a different water hole as well. So what does he tell the woman? In Matthew 15, verses 26, 27, and 28, listen to this. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to what? To dogs. Did he just call her a dog? He says, and she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She says, true, I'm a slave and I'm a dog. I'm sitting at the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. We would have had a fit. If you had went somewhere and they called you a dog. Now, don't act like you don't understand what I'm saying. Don't look around like you're looking, say, talking about somebody in the back. No, if we were there and he said that to us, we would have went off mad. Okay, let's put it in the natural, all right? You go and you ask, you ask your parents for something and your parents all of a sudden, they tell you, you must be crazy. Your feelings was hurt. And maybe you had a friend there. So they said no. They said, girl, no. Boy, no. You would have been embarrassed, right? And you had to make yourself look better with your friends, right? So you can come back, uh, mama's tired. Daddy's tired. They've been working all day. Somebody take mama off, and I'm the first person to get it. You would have made excuses with it. But this woman took the, what she said, truth. What you said is right. But even those dogs eat those things that falls from their master's table. If the Lord had told some of us what he said to Peter in Mark 8 and 33, they would have went fishing in a different water hole. Let's turn over there to the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse number 33. Listen to what it said. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savored not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Oh, so did Peter, so you say that Jesus called me the same boy, the devil's in you? You know the parents won't beat that devil out of you. You know what I'm saying. To be discouraged or embarrassed or disheartened is a terrible thing. Words can make us or break us, and there's power in the tongue. Would you believe that? You can do something wrong, but the way that that person who is correcting you, they can be harsh and you leave away bitter, or they can be correcting you. They can say a word of kindness and love to you, and it will make you quickly want to change. And you'll remember that always. Amen? We have the power to make or break people, or we can get discouraged and go back away. To be discouraged, it is to be deprived of courage, hope, or confidence. To advise or persuade a person to refrain, to stop, this is discouraged. To 
prevent or try to prevent by disapproving or raising objections or obstacles, and you become discouraged. Now, in walking with the Lord, there will be many times that our feelings, what, they are going to be hurt, either by our enemy or family member or church member. But we must always remember that God is in control of our lives, and we must be willing to forgive uh, and forget and not to take everything so personal. Or you said, but you don't know. Now, I tell you, people have hurt me as well as you and other people hard, but it depends on how you take it. Do you retreat and go back? I know uh, one of the celebrities uh called the wrong person the wrong name at an, at a, an award. And the only thing that I kept hearing was this celebrity, ooh, he made a mistake. He did that. He was talking about, you know, he said the wrong person won and he caught it and whatever. But, you know, of all the good that he has done, all the opportunities that he has, you know, all of that just went down to that one little bad fault. Now, there are many people that make blunders. But the media took it. Now, his response and how it's happened, it can shake him, break him, or he can get to that too. I'm not going to do my talk show anymore. I'm not going to do the game show anymore. I'm not going to be a stand-up comedian anymore. I'm not. And walked away and retreated. He went fishing back at the wrong water hole. But God knew that was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise to God. But the thing about it, how we deal with that, that's the thing that really counts. Now, we must be willing to forgive and forget. Once you're in the media, you got a lot more people because they'll, you know, uh, uh, Instagram, they got all of this and talk about that, showing you all of that. It, it, it's just something. Amen? But how you treat it and deal with it means the quicker the healing is. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus makes a statement, and it says this, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Excuse me. I remember years ago when uh, Oprah uh, was on TV and she had lost weight and she gained it back and she lost weight and gained it back and so forth. And I remember the media really was on her and uh, uh, Living Color, uh, one one of those little sitcoms with uh, the family that made – uh, uh, a little thing about her, how big, and she was talking, and they blew her up while they was talking, and they laughing at that. You know, and a lot of people couldn't have taken that ridicule, but Oprah had her on her show. And that lady, uh, just paraphrasing it now, was said that she was she felt bad in doing that little skit. And yet and still Oprah called her on her show. To me, that was something else. How you deal with how you deal with a situation depends on how long you're going to be negative, fishing there in the muck and the mire, or feeling fishing in fresh water. And the thing about it is, it showed of a forgiveness that Oprah had her on and was able to laugh about that too. So it didn't snare Oprah because she continued to blossom. Amen. And she she's one that gave away cars. Everybody did. But the thing about it is, she didn't hold it. 
in, she was able to what have people that was in her corner. Listen to me. People that were in her corner that were devils that encourage her and tell her, you get over it, this shit too shall pass. That's why it is always important that you always keep somebody that's on that same wavelength with you, a good Christian that is saying, hey, don't do it. Don't lay that charge against them. Let's just pray about it. Don't get mad. Don't cuss them out because you don't want to eat cheese the next years. So they say, let's just pray about it. Jesus said, I said over in Matthew 5 and 44, says, love your enemies. It's a challenge right there to love those that are saying bad things to you. It is a challenge, but it is something that you can do. In Luke chapter 6, verse 28 through 29, listen to what this says. Verse 28 says, bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. 29 says, and unto him that smite thee all the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Listen to what Jesus said. I'm going to help a brother out that just did me wrong. Let God be the one that offends you. The only thing that you have to do is don't hold it. Forgive and let go. Forgive it immediately because when hurt comes, you go to another place. You retreat and, and, and go there. You begin to go back and, and fish and hang around other people of old time that there's no life in. But we need to forgive and move past. In Proverbs 25, verse 21 and 22, he says this. Proverbs 25, verse 21 and 22. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. And I love what verse 22 says. But thou shalt he coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. So what the Lord is just saying, so, you know, do good to your enemy. But you said, how can I? I know everybody in this sanctuary, uh, uh, everywhere else in the world have somebody that really don't care for you. Well, we'll say that it's your enemy to hate. But you can turn that table around and do something good for them. And, and what people don't realize is that if you're doing something good for them, it does something inside of you to release tension, to release that hate. You don't have it there by blessing somebody. It's a challenge, but you can. God just said, we just read it, and the Lord shall reward you. And it's not always with the with the money or the fame or anything, but it's the peace that surpasses everybody's man's understanding. He will flood you with that peace where he would say, man, at one point in my life, you know, before BC, which before Christ, I would have cursed them and slapped them and Dared them to call me Shirley, you know? But AC, after Christ, you say, Lord, I can do it. It's a challenge, but I have you who strengthens me. Amen? In Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 21, let's read this for a second. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place and but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, 
give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So what am I saying about doing fishing? Amen. This is your livelihood. You're in this walk of salvation to do what God has called you to do and to be at peace about it. There have been a great number of people that have fallen away from God and gone fishing at the waterhole of unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, guilt, condemnation, jealousy, revenge, lust, gossip, slander, idleness, depression, self-pity, loneliness, old boyfriend, old girlfriends, and the list goes on. There have been people who walked away from all the great things God has done for just a moment of deception from the enemy, all because they went fishing at the muck and mire waterhole. Instead of fishing in God's word and letting your 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 gear, your rod, be your eyes to go out there and search the word to bring in comfort, to bring in peace and all. Once you've been hurt, release the pain right then. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm working, I'm fishing, I'm doing what God says, but somebody comes in and hurts you. Well, that pain come, release it. I know you're saying, but it's kind of hard to release that pain. You just don't know how devastated I am. Don't let it build up momentum and take control of you. Release it little by little by little. The more you dwell on them, the more you give place to the devil. Give that problem, the one that hurt you, over to God. The scripture says to cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Our brothers and our sisters in Christ are going through the same thing we're going through. It is so important that we lock our faith. I know I've said it before, that we have the relationships and the friendships of those people that are walking the way that we're walking in Christ, that are faith believers. Amen? Because I tell you, if you keep hooking up with the wrong folks, pretty soon you'll be looking just like them. Amen? And bad company corrupts good morals. Look at the woman's response to Jesus when he told her about casting the bread to the dogs. She did not take it personally, but spoke from her heart that everybody needs help. She did. She didn't take it personally. She could have walked out, defeated, still left with the child sick. The result was that she got the healing she wanted for her daughter. It was not about herself, but about getting healing for her daughter at all costs. She was determined to fish on the right thing. One word from God helped her. She said, truth, Lord. And then he said, your faith. That was all that she needed to hear was your faith. Her thoughts could have been, if he does not heal her, I have not lost anything. You know what that is. If I gained nothing, I haven't lost anything. I came here with nothing and left with nothing. Is that what we need? No. But she left with so much healing for her daughter and a powerful word from God, a word from the Lord that set her ablaze, your faith. Oh, man, God recognized my faith? 
He recognized who I am, an individual. He saw that woman your face. That was a word from God. He had taken notice of her. He recognized that she was able to not break under what? Under pressure. She had a faith in God that says, Lord, I believe your word. I don't care. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your word will restore and it will heal my hurt and deliver and set me free. That word that she had from the Lord, it set her soul ablaze. A word that built her inner man with nourishment for a lifetime. Your faith. So what is God saying about you? Why ye of little faith? Why was there doubting in your heart? You know what the disciples said? Don't you care that we perish? He said, you of little faith. But the thing of it is, that word from the Lord, he says, your faith. Oh, my God. He knew about her. He cares for her. He loved her. He said, be it done. Oh, my God. Can you imagine standing there with the Lord and he makes a statement, but nothing shook your faith because you went there with a purpose. I'm fishing, and I'm going to catch that that I need for my household. A word that her daughter would tell her children, oh, come on now, that's a generational blessing. Come on. She says, he told me about my faith, baby, and you're healed because of the word of God. Then she's walking in healing. So time comes and she has children. She says this, I was healed. I am delivered. I'm set free. So what happened? Her children will go and tell their children about what? Who would tell their children from generation to generation? I went fishing. My mama went fishing for healing and healing I received. Amen. Oh, my God. What's good? When she says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall for the master's table. Matthew 15, verse 27 through 18. Jesus answered and said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou will. Oh, for the Lord to take note of your faith, that's powerful. She wasn't in a healing, you know, meeting and, you know, seven points to have great faith. He did. He took note of her. What did he take note of? Her inner man. That she had faith in him. Even though he had a challenge for her, she overcame that challenge. When you come up against something, when you're fishing, you've been out there all night, if you, Lord, help me, you know, Lord, your word says God. He says in his word, put me in remembrance. Let's come, let us reason together. And you're out there, you say, Lord, but I need, Lord, my daughter, Lord. He says, faith, woman, great is your faith. Most people would have walked away, got discouraged, as I've said before, and picked up their rod and went somewhere else and said, I knew I shouldn't have come. No, what moved and told me to come here? chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindle. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it follows the whole body and set it on fire, the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. So what I'm saying is this. What we speak, 
is powerful. You can destroy or you can bring about healing. Familiar scriptures, Proverbs 18:21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So what I'm saying, we're fishing because something happened. We're fishing out there, but we never take with us our word that is hidden in our heart. We go out there and we're sitting there, and instead of us meditating on the word for things, we're waiting for things to happen. We get discouraged if it doesn't come about in a set time. I know so many people that have said, you know, Lord, I need X and X amount of this. Uh, They don't get it by that date. And they want to cast God aside and say, he's not really good. God is not your sugar daddy. He's not. He's not. He just don't give us stuff just because he's here. He's on a cow on Thousand Hill, and we think that he'll throw a cow in front of our yard, a big fat cow, all slaughtered and butchered and papered, wrapped and everything, ready to go in the freezer. No. He's a God that wants response and a relationship from us. Right. While you're going through, he still wants you to remind him how much he loves you, and he wants you to tell him how much you love him while we're waiting. He you know, doesn't get into to, to, to despair or get discouraged because it happened. And when you got the wrong set of people with you while you're going through, it just heightened the badness for you. So what are you saying? Somebody is mumbling and complaining, and you try to say, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on. Uh, Saints, are you holding on? Yes, I'm still you're holding on. And somebody comes there and say, you know, let me take some. It must have been because you did so and so that God had answered. You say, No, nah, God forgave me of that. Did he really? Right. Yeah, he did. Why would he lie? Well, you know, God ain't a man that he should have been. You arguing instead of standing on firm on that word. We're like that. But while we're doing a great work for the Lord, stay connected. Because you know what? God is looking at us. Yes, he is. And saying, Are they going to remember my word that I said? Come on, greater things they're going to do? Are they going to remember the words that says, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? First John 1, verses 9 through 10. If you've been hurt, uh, perhaps of error, to remember to confess your sin and cast your pain on the Lord. Listen to what it said in First John. And I'm closing. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and what and just to what? Forgive our sins. And I love this part. And to what? Cleanse us from some of them, a part of it, two of them. No, it says from all unrighteousness. And verse 10 says, and if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now you know we have sinned. Yes, we have. Because Jesus came back so that we would have a place with him. The Lord forgives us our sin, and he casts them into the sea of forgetfulness. Remember, don't go fishing in the muck and the mire water hole. For the fish there is laden with death. It might look like a gold fish, but it's only a dead fish. So what I'm saying is this. When you're doing a work and you don't get the answer, don't leave and go back to what you used to do because there was no life there. Unless you're going back or, uh, to the point you say, well, you know, maybe I need to fast and pray a little bit on that. 
Send me out. But don't go back and hook up with the wrong people. Don't go back and start talking negative about God. It's not God. It is us and our thoughts towards him. Amen. It says this in Psalms 103, verses 10 and 12, and I close with this scripture. He has not dealt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. So when you're waiting on the Lord, and things doesn't come the way that you think that they should come, maybe you've been waiting a little bit for a spouse. Maybe you've been waiting for the house. Maybe you've been waiting for the car, maybe for the job. If it doesn't come right then, don't go back to do what you used to do, hooking and crooking and things like that. Began to thank God, love God, spend time with him, and include inside of your life people that when you are down, that you can call them and say, would you pray? I'm, I'm at a low point in my life, and maybe I want to go back and do this and that and this, and no, I'm going to pray with you. And, and you know what? And they pray with you, and you have to stand on God's promises that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he's never seen his seed bake bread. Hide his word inside of your heart. Read it every day. Rekindle the relationship with Christ, knowing that don't, you don't have to go back and, into unforgiveness and things like that, and that you could move forward in the things of God. Amen? Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Best Redeemer, we give you the thanks and we give you the praise. We give you the glory for the word that we've heard today. We thank you for it, God. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the opportunity to repent of those things that were hindering us from moving on. And we thank you for your forgiveness, oh God. Now, if there's anyone here who have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want you to know today is the day that you can do it. You can start the year off right in this 2016 by giving your heart to the Lord. Now, I want you to say this with all heads bowed and eyes closed. If you haven't given yourself to the Lord, your life to the Lord. Because you're Jesus. I accept you. I love you as my Lord and Savior. I believe your word is right. Come into my heart. Live in me. Have your way in me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me an opportunity to serve you. Now, I know I want you to know that if you said that, I want you to know that God is you have just been listening to Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center, a life-changing fellowship in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thank you for joining us with today's message, Going Fishing. And remember, God does have the best for you. Better days are ahead of you. Till next time, be blessed. And we'll see you real soon.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.